Jack Frost nipping at your nose? There may be a cure. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Europe is planning to take bold steps to shift away from fossil fuels and reduce greenhouse gas emissions in the next 10 years, with the goal of reaching net zero emissions by 2050. In what it's calling the Green Deal, the European Union outlined 10 goals, described as the continent's man-on-the-moon moment, to reconcile its economy with the planet. Your active reports that one key component of the deal is to develop a circular economy that uses fewer materials in products and to make sure they can be reused and recycled. Another goal is to reduce air, soil, and water pollution by 2050, in particular from the agricultural sector, by using significantly less pesticides, fertilizers, and antibiotics. An additional objective is to double or even triple the renovation rate of buildings to make them more efficient. Household boilers and heaters are responsible for 40% of the EU's total energy consumption, making them one of the biggest contributors to global warming emissions in Europe. In the transportation sector, the EU will promote sustainable fuels for aviation, road transportation, and shipping. The Green Deal was met with some skepticism. A spokesperson for Greenpeace said the climate targets were too little, too late. An effective and natural way to remove carbon from the atmosphere is through trees, and some have superpowers. Three tropical trees, in particular, have remarkable abilities to make it rain, nurture surrounding ecosystems, or store carbon. But as Vox reports, they're all threatened by deforestation. And if they disappear, the effects could be irreversible. The Brazil nut tree, an icon of the Amazon rainforest, channels an extraordinary amount of water from the soil to the sky, which makes the rainforest rain. One nut tree can pump more than 260 gallons per day up its trunk and through its leaves into the air to make precipitation happen in distant places. Another tree found along Indonesian coasts is the stilt mangrove. Besides protecting communities from typhoons and tsunamis, the tree is unusually good at removing and storing carbon for thousands of years. A third tree is the African teak tree, which grows in the Congo Basin. It has the ability to support other species in addition to the surrounding ecosystem by supplying food and shade for animals. It's also resistant to fire. These three super powerful trees are threatened by farming, mining, ranching, and logging. Their loss would have devastating consequences such as increased warming, extreme weather, and the collapse of biodiversity. During recent years, microplastics have been detected nearly everywhere on the planet, in Arctic ice, the Great Lakes, the Rocky Mountains, and even in the digestive tracts of sea animals. New research shows that there could be a million times more microplastics in the oceans than previously thought. Much of the microplastics break off clothes put through washing machines, but a new device might make it possible to get the plastics out of laundry water. Researchers at Shinshu University in Japan developed a method of using acoustic waves to herd tiny plastics into a channel so they can be captured and disposed of properly. The device isn't quite ready for use in washing machines because currently the process takes too long. 
Nitrates from fertilizers flow down the Mississippi River, creating dead zones in the Gulf of Mexico, and they also seep into groundwater, contaminating supplies of cities and towns. Paul Black at the University of Nebraska thinks he has a way to remove nitrates by growing algae. As NET News reports, the algae are bred in a series of water-filled tubes. The microorganisms feed on the nitrates and, as a bonus, produce oil that can be used as a fuel and create biomass that can be ground up for fertilizer. Another benefit to the technology is that it costs only 5 to 10 percent of the conventional method of removing nitrate through reverse osmosis. Next spring, Black will start treating thousands of liters of water in partnership with a city in Nebraska, saying the state is at the epicenter of the nitrate pollution problem in the Midwest. And finally, tis the season for cheerful songs about Jack Frost nipping at your nose and folks dressed up like Eskimos. But winter can be a risky time for injury from extreme cold, such as frostbite. Frostbite happens when skin freezes after being exposed to extreme cold. Blood vessels in the fingers, toes, or cheeks constrict to reduce blood flow and channel heat towards vital organs. If the areas go too long without warmth, the tissue may start to die from lack of oxygen, leading to gangrene or infection and potentially amputation if not addressed in time. Conventional treatments include soaking the affected body part in warm water and applying anti-inflammatory creams, but these solutions may not be available in isolated areas and topical medications could freeze. With this in mind, a team of researchers from India have developed a gel that could offer immediate treatment of frostbite. The so-called nanospray gel contains the blood thinner heparin that increases blood flow to injured areas along with ibuprofen to reduce pain and inflammation. The spray contains propylene glycol to keep it from freezing. When the gel was sprayed on frostbite injuries in rats, the wounds healed completely within 14 days, compared to those with no treatment. And while conventional creams healed frostbite by 80% within two weeks, the gel healed injuries 100% in the same time frame. Further studies will be needed to test its usefulness on people who work or play outside to determine its full potential. You can keep this newscast from freezing up by going to h2radio.org, where your gift will be doubled now until December 31st. This Week in Water is sponsored by the American Water Works Association, the world's largest organization of water supply professionals. <laughs>